I V M. Hi, I'm Utsav, a behavior researcher by training and a slow traveler by passion. Postcards from Nowhere is a travel podcast where I condense a decade of travel experiences and explore not just the where but also the why and how to travel. My stories emerge from slow traveling the less explored parts of the world: Bosnia and Herzegovina, Armenia, Uzbekistan, and even China. At the end of each story, I give practical tips and new ideas about how to travel better. This week, we travel from Catalonia in Spain to the town of Pandarpur in Maharashtra. Uncover the Vargari movement and celebrate the true spirit of Dahi Handi. On 16th November 2010, UNESCO declared this among the masterpieces of the oral and intangible heritage of humanity. This is usually seen in the Catalonian region of Spain, the Balearic Islands and Valencia. The first recorded instance of this was in 1712 in Tarragona in northeastern Spain. Interest in this began to grow in the 1960s and 70s. In the 1980s, the inclusion of women in the formerly male-only discipline ushered in the golden age because women could do this in a better and more efficient manner. This art form, known as castel, found the sibling 7000 kilometers away on the coast of India. If you have lived long enough in northern and western India, it's almost impossible you do not know of castel's Indian sibling. Because this art form was immortalized in popular culture in a 1963 film, Bluff Master, directed by Manmohan Desai and starring Shami Kapoor and Saira Banu, the movie's claim to fame was this song which was rendered with enthusiasm by Muhammad Rafi. Govinda ala re ala zara matki sambhal bridge bala Every Krishna Janmashtami, this song reverberates. And despite Bollywood bringing out many more songs around Janmashtami, this is the one which has been played and remixed the most. So, how is the Indian Janmashtami connected to the Catalonian art form of castel? The most visible public spectacle of Janmashtami is Dahi Handi. For the uninitiated, it involves communities hanging a clay pot filled with yogurt, butter. or another milk-based food at a convenient or tall height young men and boys form teams make a human pyramid and attempt to reach or break the pot as they do so people surround them sing play music and cheer them on the event is based on the legend of lord krishna along with his friends mischievously stealing butter from neighborhood homes in kokul as a child he is also called makhan chor or butter thief the neighbors would try to avert his mischief by hanging the pots high out of his reach but krishna would find creative ways to reach them castles are human pyramids too and the presence of women is credited with allowing castles to be built lighter and stronger permitting the construction of previously undreamed of 9 and 10 story castles since 2005 dahi handi organizers in the mumbai suburb of thane have invited teams of castellers on at least four different occasions to celebrate the world's only two traditions of building such high human towers in 2012 a mandal called jai jawan govinda pathak from jogeshwari mumbai made an entry into the guinness book of world records by forming a human pyramid of 9 tiers almost 44 feet breaking the previous record by castles held since 1981 but a lesser known aspect of dahi handi is what is in the handi itself while dahi is certainly a part of it 
there is a lot more which goes into it. It's called Gopal Kala, made of beaten rice, cucumbers, green chilies and coconut with the tempering done using ghee. Basically a mix of all things Sri Krishna loved and this is an offering to him. But over centuries, Gopal Kala has had more significance. And to understand that, we travel to the 6th century AD and the movement which had far-reaching implications for Hinduism. Originating in modern Tamil Nadu, the movement spread across northern and western India. Known as the Bhakti movement, it emerged in the medieval era on love and devotion to religious concepts built around one or more gods and goddesses. Bhakti movement preached against the caste system using the local languages so that the message reached the masses. It led to the devotional transformation of medieval Hindu society, wherein Vedic rituals or ascetic monk-like lifestyle for moksha gave way to an individualistic, loving relationship with a personally defined God. The salvation which was previously considered attainable only by men of Brahmin, Kshatriya and Vaishya castes became available to everyone. Somewhere around the 13th century, a movement within the Bhakti tradition started to take shape in Maharashtra, the Varkari movement. The Varkaris worship Lord Vithal, the presiding deity of Pandarpur, who is regarded as a form of Vishnu. Notable saints and gurus of Barkaris include Gyaneshwar, Namdev, Chokha Mela, Eknath and Tukaram. These poet saints are known for the devotional lyrics, the Abhang, dedicated to Vithal and composed in Marathi. One striking aspect of Barkari poetry is the profusion of food imagery. Anecdotes based on food imagery were used to illustrate concepts such as grace of God and the importance of selfless worship. This borrows from the tradition of the Bhagavad Gita, where Lord Krishna and Arjun are having a conversation. Krishna assures Arjun and he says, I accept and relish anything that is given to me in the spirit of worship by a person, be it a leaf, a bud, a fruit or a drink. In this spirit, to this day in India, food made for human consumption is first offered to God to be blessed by Him. This symbolic gesture is called Naivedya and the Bhakt is supposed to consume it as sacred leftover or prasad. Personally, the use of food as a metaphor and social object is best seen in the poetry of Eknath. Born in present-day Aurangabad, he brought the traditional knowledge of Sanskrit into Marathi. He describes the pastoral life of Krishna in great detail. In a section called Communal Meals or Kala, he describes the meals of Krishna and his friends on the banks of Yamuna. Krishna comes from an affluent home, so he brings good food from home for his noonday meal. But his friends are from humble homes, and whatever they bring tied in their soiled napkins is day-old food of the rustics. Eknath Krishna never eats alone. He makes everyone open his shidori, the bag lunch, and makes them all put it together in a big pile. Then the friends feed each other and share a mixture of all tastes. Sometimes they engage in mock quarrels as to who should have the honor of taking the first morsel. Sometimes they accuse Krishna of being mischievous and gobbling up all their food. Krishna often must break up their friendly quarrels by sharing his food with them. The gods in heaven become envious of this innocent joy of the cowherds and they wish to share it. So the gods assume the forms of fish in Yamuna and wait in the hope of sharing the crumbs when the cowherds come to wash their hands in the river. But Krishna anticipates their plan and scares his friends away from the river by telling them stories about a ghost who lives in that river. So the cowherds resume their play by simply wiping their hands off their bottoms. The cunning gods are thus deprived of sharing the leftover which is freely available to those who are Krishna's friendly devotees. 
Eknath wanted to break the barriers of caste and shake the Brahmin orthodoxy which had remained obsolete for centuries. Therefore, he used anecdotes of Krishna's communal meals as a model for the Maharashtrian community and advocated the actual sharing of food in society. That communal meal is the Gopal Kala, the one found in the handi at every dahi handi. The mixture signifies the pooled foods from all the cowherds. There is no distinction between rich and poor, and no caste barriers could be practiced since all the food was mixed. The human pyramid formations are the play in which cowherds indulge in. Breaking the pot usually ends up with the contents spilling all over the participants, thereby the mixed food touching everyone, doing away with any difference between people. In the bitterly polarized India of today, where food is often seen as a divider, we must return to the message of Tvarkari sons and find food as a uniter. We must find our own Kopal Kalas. If you like this podcast, don't forget to check out other interesting podcasts on the IBM network. You can listen to us on the IBM podcast app or ibmpodcast.com. You can also follow us on our social media. We are at IBM Podcasts on Twitter and Instagram. If you want to reach out to me, I am Utsav Memory on Twitter and YB Travel 42 on Instagram.